Good morning, my friends. Good morning to those various tribes of travelers somewhere in Kentucky. Good morning to the people of the Atlantic Ocean, setting sail for shinier shores. Good morning to Antarctica. We know you're hiding the pyramids. We think you're a motherfucker. We'll have you destroyed. Good morning. It is Sunday. Good morning. It is Sunday, January the 9th, 2022, in the time of Bo Blimtock. I have a special guest for today's podcast, someone we haven't spoken to in months, but it feels like years. He's a guy from Florida. Because of this, it's very simple. He's a man from Florida. He cannot be killed. Yes, Florida man, you're out there in the swamps of Okeechobee. You're out there hunting gator. You're out there hunting sea bass. You're out there being stalked by the wild black cougar. Yes, Florida man, you cannot be destroyed. Even if the climate change people are right, and the sea levels rise, and the Earth's temperature goes out to hothouse Earth, you know what that means, jungle fever. Even if all those things happen, and one day the Florida, the state of Florida becomes a very large reef zone... Even if one day Florida is a large reef, Florida man will survive. You can hear his voice in the wilderness going, Yeehaw! And drinking a 12-pack of bush light. He'll be on his airboat. He'll have his hat on. I mean the beer helmet. You know what I mean. out there and even in a world that 
basically becomes Florida. In fact, because of that very notion, Florida might be destroyed, but Florida man will never be will never go away. In hot house earth, best case scenario, you're going to have gators in the Gulf of Alaska, which means Florida man's going to move to Juneau. In hot house earth, best case scenario, New York City is going to be the new Miami. You know Florida man will be doing coke on those, well, there won't be beaches. It'll be more like New York will be like what? I don't know, Venice? Because you'll scoot around in your ski-doo, drinking seven beers, being chased by water mo moccasin up and down Wall Street. Florida man can't be destroyed. He's out there now, hunting the wild hippo. He's out there now, living off of bacon grease. He's out there, you see him, someplace in the swamp. And the swamps are moving, baby. Florida man, we know you're strong, we know you got power, we know you got juice, we know you have the energy of the ocean and the swamp and all of the energy of <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, the Florida Keys, they'll go away. That big old bridge will, yeah. All of Florida will be underwater. But the world will be Florida. The whole fucking world. Antarctica, man. That'll be your new Key Largo, you fuck. The Seminole Indians will build a Seminole Navy with Seminole submarines and Seminole torpedoes. Florida man will reach out. Florida man will scatter. He'll scatter his seed. He'll scatter his weed. He'll bring his meth, his crocodile, his cocaine, his waders, his airboat. He will bring all of his cigar boats and all the cocaine and Florida man will be visiting you real fucking soon if what they say is true. But it could also be bullshit, right? All I'm certain of right now is it is January the 9th, 2022, Sunday, right? In the date and time and age of Boblimptok, where all your fucking dreams will come true.
Don't give up, Florida man. You can't be destroyed. Florida might be dead one day, but Florida man will never go away. Yep, in a few minutes, I'll have my friend from AJ from Florida. And if you go to planetarystatusreport.com slash mp3 and you do a little control F thingy and you look for capital A dot capital J dot or just capital AJ or look for the word Florida and chances are you'll find one of our podcasts we did together in the past. Prior to the GoDaddy bullshit, the SoundCloud bullshit, the YouTube bullshit, the Steemit bullshit, I got a whole list of fucked up World Wide Web, hey, it's a free place bullshit. Prior to that, I had notes associated with podcasts and links and whatnot. But if you want to find AJ's fucking old podcast, you got to go to planetarystatusreport.com slash mp3. You go fucking there. You go control F on your fucking keyboard. You search for capital AJ or capital A dot J dot or look for the word Florida, you fuck. A lot of our stuff is in 2019. Look for the, the, the number 2019. I'm sorry it's so fucking hard. Go give Amon Bhutani or that crazy F from YouTube or whoever runs SoundCloud a fucking call and tell them they suck. Okay? Yes, indeed. Okay, without further ado, this is my friend AJ. Hey, AJ, how you doing? Good morning, Dan, over in Utah. I'm doing well, and I'm very happy to... It's my first appearance, I believe, on the Planetary Status Report. Put a little time in with the Little Saigon Report, which that, I think is better that it got shut down. <laughs> well, okay, Thank so... Thank you for having me on. Listen, I, I'm not doing an intro now because I, I'm doing my intros prior to calling people, but I talked about all that on the intro, and I pointed out that there is the archive. If people know how to use their keyboard and can do a control F on the page, they can look for <laughs> AJ or Florida, or they can just look through 2019 and, and some of 2020. And I think I think we may have done one or two in 2021, but I'm not sure. But um, the bottom line is there's a whole bunch of AJ podcasts out there. Um, it's just that yeah, I've had no, to move around. I think the the best one we did was about the water. And I have an update for you on, on my end with the water I'll share later, but it, it, as you and Jim closed out with, you know, food, water, and shelter, and of course, family and connections are the most important things. 
No, they really are. And it's one of those things we lose touch with in the world that is still maybe dying, the world we're living in, is the paradigm kind of makes family look worthless, doesn't it? Like, for example? Well, it's a lot like the LGBT stuff where they they push that, but down here in Florida, family's really a big thing, and it's where I live, it's a lot of suburbs with, sorry, Jim, public schools, but they're not horrible. Then I, I know the stuff going on, but it's a lot of Republican and Pew stuff. But it's better than the alternative, and there is a lot of focus on family, which is which is nice, and the importance of it, and a lot of pushback. And, uh, the population increase. I, I live in a suburb uh, south of Jacksonville, and it was insane this last year. The number of people uh, that have moved down here from out of state and. That's more than anecdotal. I mean, you can look up the numbers, but it's, I can tell you being here, it's, they're building like all over the place, family homes, because people are tired of the stuff going on in the blue states. And it's a, that's what we're going to get into today. Different. We will. We will. So I want, I don't want to go too far. I got a couple topics I want to knock out quickly. One is you wanted to use your digital, like online tools, your internet um, tools for doing this meeting. And again, the quality wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. One of the things I've discovered, and you may think this is insane, and you may think this is paranoia, but one of the things I've discovered is a lot of these online tools um, that people are using, like Zoom and other tools, whenever I use them, they just blow up on me. Like YouTube, whenever I want to do a live stream, it's always crap, always, and, and it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what what's going on, and I don't think I'm special. I think a lot of people are being harassed because they've managed with computer technology to turn harassment into a mass production business. Um, but I don't know. There's definitely selective efficiencies for certain groups that are benefiting or going along with the program. I also think it's just a lot of incompetence in the middle, uh, in the, in the hierarchies at these corporations. And you've spoken about the Boeing stuff and how they're just, you've got your Keynesian jobs being thrown out there and then people are getting promoted based on, uh, not a meritocracy, based on skills. And you end up with, you know, a Windows system that wants to update itself every day. And then you tell it to update. And it says it can't update. You give it the time. You're like, all right, Windows, I'm going to let you do your thing for two hours. I'm going to have the power on. Go update. And then you come back in two hours and it goes, Windows could not complete the update. Yeah, it's so much bull- you- It's so much bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just all just uh, just to make you know, frustrated and stra- adrenal fatigue. I, I go back because I'm suffering from the day. My brain lately uh, has just been scattered. I don't, yeah, I've got a wife and two kids and trying to grow the tree trimming business. Things are a little slow right now, so that can get stressful with the holidays. I'm confident it'll pick up in the spring. But besides all that, you've got everything going on out there and trying to, you know, definitely what we'll get into is, is is there a black swan coming? Is it holding? They don't control the timeline. But I, I got adrenal fatigue, big time. And it's a lot between the wife and then society and then business stuff. So it's crazy. It's so- nice to talk to you. It, and, oh, sorry to cut you off, but just as yeah. uh, Mike said, you're very helpful. Your voice is very helpful to just listen to in the conversations with uh, Jim and Mike you had recently. And it's just, thank you. It's very helpful. 
well, it's helpful for me to talk to you because I trust you. I have a lot of reasons to trust you that are not the business of the listeners. You're a really good man. And it's good to have people around the country you can trust because they might be the best source of information you have. That's kind of how I look at it. I agree. So I sent you, late minute, I sent you a link to this Gateway Pundit article. If you didn't have a chance to read it, that's okay. But did you get a chance to look at it at all? Yeah, yeah, about the the camps. Well, no, but there's also the strike force. And if I'm not lazy, I should come back into this MP3 and take and make it extra loud and extra echoey. But, um... (laughs) They're going to have a strike force in Washington state that is going to round up people and take them to the FEMA camps exactly as Alex Jones predicted. But can I tell you a little anecdotal story? Please. In August of 2020, it was either July or August, the the weirdo, completely paid, completely fake BLM Antifa people were marching up and down 12th Avenue with no fear of the Rona. And they decide to set a dumpster on fire across the street and they set a Katrina trailer on fire across the street but that's all that they did and then like 20 minutes later I read in the Guardian saying BLM Antifa set fire to prison in Seattle now tell me which story is true well I saw the I saw the video you took so it would be the first one and it's just all think put out there to try to stress people that are still buying into certain narratives and get them wrapped up and not focused on what's important which the aforementioned yeah so it's, it's, it's I, from, one of those from things here it's just oh, go ahead no keep going well no oh, it's just it's I, great to hear about other people move like you made your move out to utah and jim's doing his thing in the ozarks so mike's got his head on a swivel it's nice to hear that and people are disconnecting and getting ready well, but this is the thing. The, the dumb, fear-mongering, psyop nonsense apparently is not going to end until when. That's the thing that keeps me up at night, is that it looks stupid. It looks like a sine curve in mathematical terms. It's like Florida. We're going to talk about Florida specifically next. But, you know, Florida might be a very good place to be right now. But there are places right now, if you believe what you're told, that are living hells. And none of this makes any sense unless the entire thing is designed to immobilize people, to scare people, to shut them down. You know? Yes, it, that's, that, that's everything. Uh, so all the above. And it is confusing because you hear the stories in Australia and this and that, or when they said the, your ploy had its flare up. And you know, there is, uh, I mean, there, there did seem to be in the summertime a lot of people getting sick. I don't know what that was. I I have my own theories on that, but well, that's part of our thing it, later on in the notes. But yeah, they just want and, and the stress alone. Stress, stress is a silent killer. You and can't have people yeah. always worked up. You can't do this type of trauma-based mind control, in my humble, uneducated opinion, for more than two years. At some point, at two years, plus or minus, because it's a bell curve, people just start going crazy. And, you know, maybe it's no big deal if your pizza guy goes crazy, but what happens when an engineer at a boiling water reactor plant goes crazy? I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of consequences, and, and, it's, and it's gotten so ridiculous. I 
feel I can one-up the, uh, the strike force uh, article with one I read the other day about COVID-sniffing dogs, which I think you predicted about 18 months ago. But COVID-sniffing dogs in public schools, this was in Maryland, they're going to bring them in there and sniff for COVID. I, what the fuck is... That's just a joke. How could, it's a joke. How could the, it's a joke. How much is too much for these people that still... But but the good news is I I do feel a lot of people this around me are are fed up. They're, I don't know where they're at. If they're in Q World or wherever, but at least they're fed up. That's a good place to start. And like you talked, Jim, about the stages of grief and going through that reckoning process. Okay, so how is it in Florida? Florida is is fine. It's got no real forceful things on you. Uh, my son had to get glasses recently, so when I went to the optometrist, they had me put a mask on, and I just, I did put it on because he needs his glasses, and my wife has a nice job working from home for a, a corporate bank she's been with for a long time, has always actually worked from home for everything, and she's got his benefits, so if I can help her out to go there, I did go along to get along. I don't like wearing it. Uh, so th- there are little sticky points, and just about 30% of people, if you go to a gas station, will have one on. And I-, I don't care anymore. I it used to really burn me up, but now it's just, it does, you're not, that, the only place might be a doctor's office or uh, not even the government buildings around here will make you, if your driver's license or something, you don't have to wear it. Uh, no forced vaccinations. My wife has been fine. Her company, which is a major bank, uh, well, probably one of the top six. Not putting any pressure on her to get vaccinated, so that's nice. Uh, but I did have an interesting experience. My uh, he's, my son's nine. Uh, signed up for a Christian Methodist uh, rec league, Upward basketball. Some of your listeners may have heard of Upward sports. It's pretty big, and it's at a nice Christian church who we've been to before, not for services, but for the Upward sports. And I volunteered to coach, and at the last minute, they sent me an email saying that coaches must have masks and this was two hours before the first practice and I just I couldn't do it so we, we took them they didn't make him wear a mask I declined to coach I didn't make a big deal about it but it, it did bring up some old issues with uh, how these Christians that with these big organization Christians I uh, not labeling everything with a broad base brush want to go along with these things. I was Jesus healed leopards. I got I got kicked out of a, I don't know if I ever told you that story about getting kicked out of the trunk or treating right when the uh, 2020 about Halloween at a Christian parking lot. I think I did tell you that. And because I wouldn't wear a face mask at an outdoor trick or treating event in a Christian parking lot. And again, it's not a Christian broad based brush, just the mega, you know, 4013, whatever the numbers are. So that was frustrating, but overall it's, I tell myself I wouldn't even know COVID was a thing if I didn't go to Zero Hedge or just see what's the uh, Soviet cryptologist CNN protect their lives. Can I pause you, AJ? If if Florida could be more or less open and you don't have any evidence of any type of medical catastrophe that would match what has been done to billions of people for almost two years, doesn't that kind of imply on that level that the pandemic is bullshit? I feel 
It's been used to cover up a lot of medical uh, malfeasance. Uh, I've shared with you before, my sister at 29 died of MRSA in a hospital in 2010. And you've really shed a lot of light on the lack of accountability when it came to infectious disease. So how easy is it now when a doctor makes a mistake to just say, oh, it's the COVID. And there's so much angles that are getting brought to people without the data that that, it's a black box on you. You don't know exactly what's going on in the hospital unless you're working there. Even if you're working there, things can get siloed off very very frequently. Uh, I'll tell you another story. I have a, a friend of mine who I absolutely trust who is my neighbor. He's a doctor, and he has not signed a death certificate since COVID started. They don't let the doctor, and, he, and he's a, an attending high, a physician at a hospital that's the ER. They stopped letting him sign death, and, and all his colleagues, death certificates since COVID started. Well, what is that? <laughs> so you can have one guy in the back cooking up the books, and here you go. There's all your COVID deaths. Pretty much. Pretty much. And I got to tell you, and I keep repeating it, because... A lot of people are very consumed by the lies. But prior to 2020, American hospitals by themselves killed hundreds of thousands of people each year because they did not know how to manage hospital-acquired infection. That's MRSA. That's lots of weird bacteria other than MRSA. That's unknown viral. That's fungal. That's single-celled organism parasitic. These hospitals are so gross, and the priorities are so screwed up that they could not prevent something they should have been able to prevent. And they were getting sued for it. Um, Seattle Children's was being sued by many families because of kids that died as a result of fungal infections in the operating room. In the operating room, okay? Of any room in a fucking hospital that ought to be almost completely germ-free in the way that an Intel lab is almost free of everything. You would think that this would never happen, right? Yeah, and, and it, but now it might, might be, maybe it will happen once. Okay, there's people, you know, but that, the frequency of it is frustrating, and it's more than a Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. In terms of all the soldiers, Americans dying in Vietnam was around seventy thousand, I think. Okay, American soldiers. That's more than a Vietnam's worth of soldiers that died every year in hospitals because hospitals couldn't keep their rooms clean, their ORs clean, their their floors clean. They couldn't do it. And it seems kind of pathetic, yeah, and, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, and you had that experience with Microsoft Amalga that yeah. was very interesting as well uh, to hear about from someone that lived through it. And not not to go down that road, but it's just so easy now for them to. Well, one, there's the whole short staff, so that's only going to make things worse. Uh, short staffed, I believe, intentionally having people quit because they don't want to get some unknown thing in their body, and two, just cutting hours. And oh, there, there were furloughs. That was a ridiculous. So even before the vaccine, but during you know 2020, they furloughed a bunch of nurses. Well. I thought we were in the middle of a pandemic and we need every swinging dick in the field and you're going to furlough nurses? Yeah. What? So there's so much, whether it's at a restaurant, you go to the restaurant and even though there's no, they'll just be, they'll say, that, oh, all of the places, signs, 
uh, grocery store. So, uh, we're short staffed with short staff. So you go to a restaurant and it's half empty, but you still have to wait an hour because they don't have the, the staff, which is, I have no thoughts or I don't know what that's about, but just imagine that now at a hospital where they have a lot of things they need to do to make sure that room is clean and it's not getting done. Oh, dude, prior to, listen, 10 years ago, when I was working at a major level one trauma center, and that's all I'll say at this point, 10 years ago, when you would walk into the, the stairway, the stairwell, it seemed as if the walls would shimmer. Okay, that's a little gross, but the point is you wouldn't want to put your hand on the walls. That was 10 years ago. That was way before the monkey herpes Rona race war bullshit. These hospitals, listen, when I heard about all the Wuhan conspiracy crap, my first thought was this has got to be bullshit because I know for a fact the most dangerous fucking pathogens you'll find in the world today can be scraped off the walls of every major fucking hospital, period. If you want to build a germ warfare program, here's a really easy way to do it. Take some fucking Petri dishes to any fucking hospital. Scrape the floor, scrape the wall. Hell, investigate the medical waste out back and the rats eating the waste. And I guarantee you, you will find more interesting little creepy crawlies than any fucking dumb shit you'll see somebody cook up in a fucking, oh, Wuhan murder lab. That's my opinion, AJ. I agree. It's, it's Well, whenever I go to amusement parks, I always have that grime feeling when you leave on your hands and on your clothes or on an airplane. So, yeah, the hospital, which I have not spent a lot of time in hospitals in my life, so I haven't witnessed the shimmer, but it, that when you were talking about it, it made me think of the grime you get at an amusement park when you just walk out of there, but times 10. It's gross. And listen, the shimmer is a bit of an exaggeration, but it's not far off. It, it is disgusting, and the reality is all of these things are solvable, okay? None of these are impossible problems, but we don't live in a world where we have a free market, and we don't live in a world where there is real competition, so these, these hospitals have monopolies, dude, for all intents and purposes. If they want to treat patients like total shit, where are you supposed to go? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, down here in Florida, it's big, three hospital systems. And that's it. And they're all, you know, they're all going to answer the same paymasters and, of course, the crocodile at the top and whatever other nefarious influences that get brought in there. And, but that all just leads to a lot of things that should be getting done, not getting done because they're just concerned with the profit line. That is, if they, if they can have the negligence go unaccounted uh, for, especially now in the last two years, then why not cut their corners and torture people, really? Another form, it's death by a thousand paper cuts in this society. Death, whether it be the hospitals or trying to make you wear a mask to go on an airplane, just your job, vaccine, anybody's job that might be forcing them. It's just every angle and adrenal fatigue is the best way I see of what they're trying to do to everybody and make them go crazy. But for what though? And that's what we'll get into later. What is their end game here? Because otherwise you put pyramids on Mars. Uh, <laughs> exactly. There are lots of ways. Let's disrupt everything. Exactly. What we can agree on, and AJ and I probably both agree on, is there are many ways to mind fuck people, and sometimes you can have a mind fuck with a happy ending, as they'd say in Korea. But I don't see a happy ending with this particular massage, this particular massage. 
I don't see, I don't see that. I think it's the other kind, the kind where the dude breaks into the room, you're half naked, he kicks your ass, they steal your kidney, and you wake up a few hours later with something written in Korean that says, please go call the hospital or something. You know? <laughs> I thought that was an urban legend, but maybe that's it. <laughs> well, no, but honestly, that's how this feels. This doesn't feel like, I don't want to get to this yet, because I have a couple more Florida type questions. Okay. But, okay. okay. How's the family? If you don't mind. Oh, everyone's good. Yeah, everyone's good. They, there's no no masks at the school uh, and no vaccination. I Not that I can say anything is impossible, but I don't feel they're going to get vaccinated behind my back. I think there'd be too much pushback, and kids do talk. They couldn't keep them all quiet. But I'm not saying – I, I got to trust God at some point and have faith that the what, what the, the the way we're living our life as a family is what's best for right now. Not that I wouldn't be open down the road. The moving definitely would be. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the family's good. Uh, I, my water system, I got up to nine gallons per minute, which I think a shower uses three or four gallons per minute. So it's pretty robust and it's only on a, uh, half horsepower, $70 Amazon pump. Uh, and it could be hooked up to solar. I could spend five hours with you talking about my issues with solar because that's that's a different podcast because it it's sold as like this panacea that's going to fix everything and just the storage problem you can't store stuff so I've gone through so many car batteries. Well, you and I have talked about solar. that. No, listen, yeah. you and I spent some time talking about um, abstracting what dams do and utilizing yeah. what are basically potential energy batteries. And I did read some articles in the last couple of years where people are seriously looking at potential energy batteries. Um, I talked to my friend here about building one as an experiment. He recently hooked up. Oh. He, um, yeah, and I wish, you know, just to stop for a second, I wish you and Justin here and Seattle Mike and Jim and a whole bunch of other people could meet each other one day. That would be pretty cool. I don't know how that would ever, ever happen, um, but it would be pretty cool if we could get a whole bunch of people together at some place. But no, he took their exercise bike and he hooked it up to a, basically an alternator with its voltage controller and has been charging a 12-volt car battery with it. Um, and it was pretty simple. In okay. fact, at some point, I think I'm going to convince him uh, to, to you know, put some of this on the, on the new planetarystatusreport.com. But he's also very busy you know, trying to keep, keep afloat like everyone else. But no, he's, in, he's a very inventive, very smart guy. And it's a lot of fun because... He's the kind of person, he, like you and a few others I've been able, I've had the, well, I've had the grace to meet in the last few years. There have been a few people I've met that remind me of my dad. He was not a person who believed anything was impossible until he couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And what the hell yeah. ever happened to that spirit? You know, we, we, we get told you can't do this, you can't do that. There was this idiot on Twitter a few months ago that made the following argument. You don't know what's in Tylenol. You don't know how your air conditioning works. Ergo, take the vaccine. And it's like, what kind of, and I call it learned helplessness, but what kind of learned helplessness bullshit is that? It's a lot. And I, yeah, I definitely, you tell me, you tell stories about your dad and his logging and uh, the, the water jump at the, at the pass. Yeah, you definitely tell he was cut from a different cloth, as are you, which is what's not very uh, enjoyable.
enjoyable about your work. And it's just that that's another thing, just like the LGBT or whatever the narrative is, they want everyone to be mindless zombies and go along with the program. Well, but and then, be, can I pause you there? Can them. I pause you right there really quick? I don't know how many folks listen who are gay or lesbian, but this is my perspective. I am not anti-gay or anti-lesbian. I am, however, opposed to any adult telling any child what they think their sex might be. I'm kind of opposed to children. They have a right to, I believe, in a free society, but I don't think kids should make any serious changes that they couldn't take back 10 years later. Do you understand? If you're 16, think about this. If you're 16... And you said to your parents, I want to be a giraffe. And, and maybe there's the technology to do it, but it's unlikely it could ever be reversed. I think you should probably wait till you're 26. What do you think? Yes. And yeah, and I just, I was using that as a, a point just to clarify that, uh, as it's a the narrative I don't care for because now you are manipulating these young people who are in no position to be making those decisions or have decisions made for them that are going to affect them for the rest of their life. And that's, but public and schools do a, that, though. AJ, let's stop for a second. This is where Jim is right when he gets harsh on this. Even your best public schools are Prussian schools that try to force kids to think a certain way. Oh, I've seen it. And that, that's my job as a parent to be a stronger voice and have them... You know, I want my kids to have confrontation. I, I would prefer them not being a public school, but it, it, this, the situation I'm in right now, it's for the best. But for as far as our family flow, uh, and it is a convenient thing as well, to be honest, but overall, I, I want them to come up against something and then have to think about it and be able to push back because they're hearing dissenting voices, whether it's the voice from the school and the voice at home, and let them be their own uh, individual on that one. So, but over, I just want to again say that I, I don't have any issue with anybody that is that way. Uh, I just feel that that's the agenda there, and I think there's a lot of abuse involved, and people end up uh, not that that they were abused, and it's some sort of psychological thing that's not talked about that manifests as someone flipping sides. Because I just I, I'm just looking at nature, and I don't see a lot of uh, you know, gay leopards and stuff. So it just doesn't naturally make sense. I'm, I, I, and it's also, you know, when you get your Jane Deluxe thing, how it's made, that, that does bother me, how it's like, but your sexuality, the way they put it, is something that needs to be talked about. No, do what you want to do behind closed doors, but I don't give, I don't give a fuck what you, just do no harm, golden rule type stuff. And it's the narrative that will, because they are trying to mess, mess with people. And I, I have a cousin, uh, whose husband transitioned, and I didn't go to the family reunion and tell him he, was wrong for it. I, I talked to him and kind of a nice guy. He's a little odd, but now they're getting divorced and it's a whole, and they have two little boys and how confusing must that be? And their dad has tits now. And that's, that's my first cousin and that's her husband. And because I think he wanted attention. So they give the attention. So there's so many, again, the, the well, you, you know how I, I need to go down this road. Yeah. AJ, you know how I yeah. put it in a box and I've had a few podcasts that deal with this, but you know how I box this all up? And it has a purpose. I call it wounded on the battlefield. You know, a lot of people don't understand that in in military terms, wounded are, are in many ways more useful than dead because dead, you know, you leave them behind and you keep going. But wounded, you need two or three people to take care of them. 
So whether it's the weird psychological manipulation of children or all the cancers or all the frickin' autism, the net effect of all these things that have been done to us, and I believe it's not Hanlon's razor, they didn't mean to, sorry. It's like those Danish kids that were experimented on by the CIA. Fuck your Hanlon's razor. There is no interpretation of that shit where there wasn't some motherfucker over the age of 18 who should have made the right fucking decision. So when people say, well, they should, they didn't know any better, doesn't that also contradict, contradict what we sort of said to ourselves as a civilization after World War II? No, we're not going to punish groups, but yes, we are going to hold people responsible. And if their excuse is, I didn't know any better, that's not a very good excuse, is it, Je um, is it AJ? Nope, nope, just doing my job. It's, it's ridiculous. No, wounded on the battlefield are so useful. Wounded on the battlefield clog up the works of society. And again, I add it to the list of why. I mean, if their goal was to continue for hundreds of thousands of years to do the same stupid bullshit they've been doing, why would they stop? Yeah, and that's uh, something definitely... I want to drill down with you a bit because I, I listened to the two with Jim and one with Mike and you guys were uh, going, going at this topic of the, the why and the pyramids on Mars, which just, just to uh, put out first that, you know, they would, they would do a, a psyop that was not detrimental to the population, the supply chain, the pixelation, all that, which it has been dramatically over the last two years. And so, so, why not do something uh, like 9-11, even though that was devastating, but still, you know, they got the clamp down on people or, or put up, put another war out there. But no, this, this is, this is a big one, bigger than maybe I'm going to stop there. But overall, what are we looking at here? What is their reason? Do they, could they control the timeline? Uh, probably not because it just seems so, like you said, a sine wave curve where they got to ramp it up and then bring it back down. And, you know, a sine wave will go on forever or as long as they needed to until this set event occurs. Now, I think that's very valid. My uh, contrarian to that would be China rebelled because I saw supply chain issues before the Wu flu. Oh, yeah. Before the monkey herpes, I was finding it with threads on uh, you know, screws and Different things where it was showing signs. Well, you know so my theory on China, it, right? Yeah. You, you know my theory on China, oh. right? My theory I on China is, is that I think they entered something that we could call a civil war in 2019. And it was covered up. It was covered up with a lot of nonsense. But I don't think China's stable right now. It's my opinion. I think we're told it is. I no. think we're told that they're going to invade Taiwan and they're going to take over Africa. But I believe right now the opposite is probably true going on inside of China. Oh, yes. I know there's something. Go I can. I don't know what, but there's definitely issues there. And that would manifest with the supply chain. And then, oh, you can blame it on uh, the, the ports clogged up. Okay, but we, you beat that one up. So we know that's bullshit. And, but that's a nice cover for people that want to believe uh, stupid things. And my question would be for you, because you know history way better than me. When Nixon opened up China in the 70s, or was maybe it was earlier than that. It was the early 70s. It was the early 70s. What, what, what do you feel? I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. What do you feel was the motivation to turn China 
into the, the worker bees for this uh, planet. On a simple economic scale, in terms of the forensic accounting of organized crime, the baseline explanation is they were offloading inflation. They were basically, they, they expected, I don't know how long they expected it to work. I mean, again, eventually, I, I don't, I think it's kind of racist to assume that Chinese people don't want to be free. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of these neoliberal fucktards and a lot of the people that run Washington, D.C., a lot of the neoliberals and neocons, they'll describe China as a nation that sounds more like ancient Rome. But the history of China does not match the history of ancient Rome. Even during the period of empires and emperors, you know, the old saying went, the emperors beyond the mountain and far away, which meant that a lot of autonomy existed in the countryside. They were never like ancient Rome. That's, that's kind of stupid. So the experience with the Chinese communists is an exception in Chinese history. It doesn't fit. It's not continuous. It's why you had the cultural revolution in the sixties and seventies. And it's why Kissinger had to meet with Mao in a fucking bunker because China has a, also a very long history of instability in the modern era. Arguably, in the last 200 years, China spent at least half that time in civil war. So you could flip a coin and ask yourself, is China, is China heading to a civil war? It's not quite that simple, but you could almost flip it like that. Yeah. Um, I think they were trying to offload inflation, dude. I think they expected to be able to do it for a few decades. I, I don't believe in Hanlon's razor bullshit any longer. I'm not saying people aren't stupid, but guess what? People are also evil. And there's, you know, not all, but many. And you just can't really figure out which is which in a lot of cases. All I can say is they probably, along with the expansion of credit, along with the degradation of food, of the food supply, along with the petrodollar scam, they wanted to postpone a reckoning. You see, the reality is during the Vietnam War, President de Gaulle called us on our bullshit. And he said, give us our fucking gold. And that was the trigger for the decision to close the gold window, dude. And technically speaking, when they did that, we defaulted. We defaulted on our promises after World War II at Bretton Woods won, and we just plain defaulted. And then we started this petrodollar scam, which forces people to use dollars to buy oil. It's, it's, dude, it's layers of bullshit. Sorry for the long diatribe, but yeah, they were offloading inflation, simply put. Okay. Yeah, no, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. And like you just said, they didn't know how long it would go on for, how, how long the people would put up with it. And I do believe, and, and why shouldn't they have hit the breaking point 20 years ago? Suicide nets at Foxconn, uh, talking about their, their labor, just abusing their labor. Dude, arguably, listen, so remember 1989 and Tiananmen Square? Yes. Okay. You know, President Elder Bush was president at the time, a real fucking scumbag. I have no doubt that he... Dude, I want you to listen to this. I can't prove it. This is just intuition. But I have no doubt that that ex-director of the CIA used CIA resources to help the Chinese crack down on their own people. I cannot prove it, but based upon recent examples of the social media companies doing the same fucking thing, it just wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if I found out that our government helped the Chinese put down a rebellion. Oh, I, I would not be surprised, and I would expect them to, because it was, that's, they were just getting started on their you know, 15 years or so into their plan to 
call the population to be the slaves of the world uh, to produce everything and, and, and then create it works perfect for them because they got the slaves and then everyone else is helpless they don't have to make or fix anything uh, but, but also with that we have countless examples of you know at the Iraq war where 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 is an Iraqi getting a gun from you know a nice uh, gun from you know it's coming from Russia China America whatever 1984 they're all colluding in my opinion but that they they're in a, a a place that you know how much precision and manufacturing I mean Justin as a, a metal man would tell you to make something work at, at that level it's just insane. And so it's obviously coming in from an outside source to create these different trauma monkeys uh, and control the population. So I, 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 all I said that I don't want to go on the rack war. I was saying that's one example where I agree with you. The government will come in and prop things up to keep things uh, dicey. Well, you know, you you said something before about the incompetence, and let me talk about incompetence. One of the things I've seen in the last few years, and I don't, and I, and, and this is how I would describe it, and this is good, and people won't like this because they'll think I'm racist, but for all you Obama fucks out there, I worked in the fields as a kid. I think I'm provably way more black than Obama, fuck you. But for all the Obama fucks out there, here's the deal. Ever since 2008, there's been this theme. I call it third and fourth string. I didn't play sports much in school, but one thing I noticed when I was in school that if you got to the fourth quarter or the fourth period and one team was really, really far ahead, both coaches would tip their fucking hats and say, put in the fourth string, put in the third, because, you know, it was predetermined. The outcome of the game was known. It did not matter. Everything I've seen since 2008 looks like that bullshit at corporations, in terms of engineering, in terms of software. It's this, everybody gets to play with the car before it blows up. Mm-hmm. And, and then we, we're getting the result of that with the, all the bugs and everything. Doesn't that imply they didn't expect it to yeah. last, dude? Doesn't that kind of imply that they did not, that there was a point in the future where they expected that none of this would matter? It's, well, I don't believe they're dumb. That whatever whoever they are, you know, I'm trying. To, I'm really trying to watch my pronouns because when I say like they, like I don't know what they is, but just what, however, I guess Satan's probably the best word is infecting people with this uh, terrible helplessness would be if they're going through and looking at a timeline that they control. None of this makes sense because now you're just you're just fucking with everybody. They're, they're, they're not going to be productive. So what's your end game here? Well, the contrarian to that would be what you just eloquently stated was devil's running, run, riding a runaway train and something's coming up on the tracks, but we don't know. They don't exactly know when that's going to be. So we can keep ebbing and flowing, um, with the Antifa, BLM and, uh, monkey herpes until it does come and it's work. I mean, they are, they're just kicking the can down the road until whatever is there. That was all something I wanted to ask you. Do you have any speculation on you whether not to get into, you know, to with the Antarctic, uh, the Arctic and gases, methane, but do you think it's something like that or what? Cause I Dan, honestly <laughs> don't like talking about the clathrate gun anymore because yeah, if it's real and if it's happening, 
Here's the deal. I think there are a lot of disinformation agents out there. Um, I have a podcast coming up where I was going to talk a little bit about Dane Wigington. But the fact is, there are a lot of people out there that I would call sheepdogs. You know, sheepdogs want to keep the sheep herded, right? Well, there are a lot of people in the alternative movement. And and again, this is Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, even people like Dane Wigington. Even, oh, they'll say, oh, but my YouTube channel got banned. If you understand propaganda theory, that kind of works. You do want your hero's channel to get banned. But notice the channel always fucking comes back. And they always have a billion followers when it does. Um, These sheepdogs, their purpose is they'll let you get close to the truth, especially the ones on the alt line. But you're never going to get there. So they'll tell you things like mass formation psychosis. But they will never fucking use the terminology military psychological warfare. They'll never do that. They'll say mass formation psychosis. So what I see right now is a lot of edging, a lot of tantric truthing. You know, tantric truthing is where you never really tell the truth. You just get really, really close. You know, you're almost there. You you might finish, but you don't. And I know this is grotesque terminology, but that's where I'm at with the fucking monkey herpes. Um, I don't know what it is. All I know is this right now. They have been lying to us for two years on an epic scale. I can't think of any example in history or my life where the lie was bigger and what it was covering up was better. Okay, I've never, ever seen that happen. It's always been the case that big lies cover up really, really ugly truths. And this lie just keeps on fucking going. That's that's what I'd say also. I think we've been in what I would call sudden death overtime for at least a year, which means I don't think they expected whatever this is to take longer than about a year to show up. So... Two years is pushing the limit for trauma-based mind control on a population scale. You know, adrenal fatigue, drug overdoses, uh, cancers, diabetes, heart disease. You can go down the list. They did all these experiments. Believe me, the Nazis, the CIA did all the experiments to know the breaking points for most people. So I kind of think we've been in sudden death overtime. Now, why? What is the thing that is fuzzy that they don't control? that is coming, and they decided to pull the plug on civilization. Because again, they could have done the whole pyramids on Mars bullshit and given people $100,000 and all kinds of shit they could have pulled. And it would have worked and given them the New World Order. So why would they do it this way? And the only answer I can come up with is at some point in the future, none of this matters from their perspective. None of it. Thinking about that, that was because because the pyramids on Mars, I really like the just the way it makes you think about why why they're doing this. And couldn't have they? Here's, this is the first question I have. Couldn't have they just like like say they 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 know there's an event coming, so there's going to be something. They don't exactly know when. Why even do this though? Why not just let? Because yeah, they here's why the message of psyop is so simple, dude. The current message of the PSYOP is very simple. Stay immobilized, stay home, don't do much of anything. Don't do, I mean, within the window, go ahead and vote and go ahead and participate and, oh, I'm supporting Trump this year. But they just don't want people taking any real action. And and I really think they expected it to end a year ago, dude. I really do. So what we've seen in the last year has been a lot of like, a lot of shuffling on their part. It's why Florida's open, dude. Or, or at least kind of mostly open. It's why you have these people like this Dr. Malone going around edging you close to the truth but never getting you there. 
is because they know it's late in the day. And the PSYOP, dude, a PSYOP like this, I don't see how it works for three years, okay? So we're, we're going to be in year three here pretty soon. I don't see how you get through three years of this kind of PSYOP without society completely falling apart. I don't see it. No, I, I agree. Yes. It's why I called it Snow Day, you know, about two years ago. Because I could see Snow Day maybe lasting 90 days. And that would have been the scenario where they're simply doing their same bullshit from 2008, just at a global scale. If it had ended by the summer of 2020, if Snow Day had ended, then that means they were just ripping us off. Well, it didn't end, did it? They could have easily fucking... They already did. That's already baked in the cake. Everyone listening, you may think you have a 401k. You may think you have crypto, whatever. You have been fucking ripped off and you don't know it yet like some fucking dinosaur dinosaur staring at a glowing rock hitting the earth. You're dead, but you don't know it. You're functionally extinct in terms of your financial model. They have ripped you off. If this has just been the screw belief, which I talked about in 2019, dude, we would have been kind of back to normal by the summer of 2020, if that's all it had been. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you there. But if there is this other event, why do I know I asked for it, but you, you keep people immobilized. Like, okay, okay. Highways. Do you, you know how fucked up the highways would get if people knew the truth? Okay. Every major. Hi- okay. How can I put this? Most people's cars are shit at this point. When I would go to work at Microsoft every day, we would have cars blocking the 520 bridge every other day because people didn't have the fucking money to fix their cars. That was almost about 10 years ago. People have less money today. So if you actually had a panic, and people started fleeing the cities, the highways would get clogged up very fucking quickly. There's one good reason, dude. Okay, no, that's, that's a very, okay, that definitely light bulb clicks for me there. So this, this squeeze, the inflation, the stress, all that, getting people all worked up, puts them in a state where they're way less likely to be able to react. If you have people wearing masks and people told not to congregate, even people in free states like Florida are going to be less likely to talk to each other in public, which means you get less of that unregulated conversation. Okay, They don't Mm. want us having conversations with people. They don't want us talking about the possibility that that smart device is really a dumb device and you're being lied to. No, dude. The purpose of this is simple. Keep people isolated, keep people angry, keep them immobilized, and mostly fucking keep them at home, statistically speaking. Why? Yeah, I don't know that, why it, yet. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that clicked, because when, when you say stay at home, I don't disagree with you. That's totally the ultimate message. They literally talk about thing, lockdowns but, and stay-at-home yeah. bullshit. They literally use the terminology. Yeah. I haven't seen one FEMA camp with my own fucking eyes. I haven't seen any of the horror shows my own fucking eyes, but man, have I seen the messaging, stay home, lockdown, you know? Yeah, the, yeah, the FEMA camp, camp is your sofa. And then the re, what I didn't extrapolate to, uh, you probably said before, I just missed it, but in a different podcast was just that, that disconnection it creates. And then also the squeeze financial inflation is a bitch right now. It's insane. So that's squeezing everybody. And then, of course, the stress. And that puts people in a way less mobile state. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I don't have any... 
contrary to that. If people were willing to throw away the lies, we could take control of our lives today. If you want a positive message out there and people should look for them, here's a positive message. Throw away the lies. If you can, disengage with their dying economic system and move on with your own life. That is the only path forward. Now, again, I think we're at the point where if any of this stupid crap, like this dumbass article link I see, oh, strike force, listen, if some strike force is coming to your home to forcibly vaccinate or take you away, you have every legitimate ethical right to kill them. We're way past the line of talking about hiring a fucking lawyer. If any of that shit is true. But that's the point, dude. I don't think it's true. I don't think they're going to send a strike force to anybody's fucking home. They might put on a little a little theater like they did with BLM. But will they actually send out strike forces to everybody's home? No. If they started doing this, this PSYOP would evaporate. It would. If they actually started sending real... Listen, the cops you see, the people you see in the videos... I think most of that is acted out bullshit. Sorry. So if they really did start sending people to knock on people's doors to say, oh, if you don't vaccinate your kid, we're going to take you away. You know what? I think more than a few people would pick up a fucking knife and stab a person in the face over that. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I can assure you in Florida, there'd be a lot of pushback. I mean, you, it's teaming right now. If they, I know in the school district, I mean, if they brought, they Try to bring the mask back on the kids. They're going to have hell to pay. That's why they won't, dude. Florida is serving its purpose. They are in sudden death overtime. They need a place to dump entropy. Okay, they need a place to dump the anger and the rage that would inevitably inevitably (laughs) boil up in this type of psyop. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Give people the outlet. Okay, fuck you, New York. I'm going to Florida, and then that just. Yeah. Keeps it going. We're in sudden death overtime right now, dude. I'm sorry to put it in those terms, but that's where we're at. I don't know what the thing is that's coming. It could be, best case scenario, just the collapse of an empire. The collapse of an empire is a fuzzy event. So we have to include that in the list. But we also have to include major volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, solar CME, and probably things like abrupt climate collapse. I've told people this. If the government tells you something's going to happen in 100 years, here's a good rule of thumb. It either is never going to happen or it's already happening. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a fair statement based on your experience with the government? They'll tell you it's happening oh, yeah. in 100 years because they want to cover their ass if it's real, really happening or they want to scare you into some kind of bullshit. Yep, they just like to keep pushing things down the road with everything. I still want to go and go back to the moon, but that's a different topic. Uh, well, I had a question for you. This would be like a super optimistic best case scenario. I would like to get your thoughts on it, which would be, could this be cover for the reorganization of China or moving things to Taiwan? Not that I would support any of that. No, I think that's dude, I, I really labor. think in 2000, 10 years ago, and it's on a PDF because that blog no longer exists, but... Ten years ago, I said China will be in civil war within five to ten years. And I, and I, dude, I stick to that. Um, I think they are in civil war right now. I think that, I think our government is colluding with the Chinese government to cover it up. But at some point, a civil war is hard to cover up, even if you have a couple billion people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, I, I feel that the, this whole thing has been about, part, partially about covering up 
the problems in China. And there's no solution, dude. There, they, we don't have the resources to help them. We might be able to help them with intelligence and social media bullshit, but we can't help them with the shooting people and putting them in prisons bullshit. So I, the rubber meets the road when it comes to tyranny is can you execute force? I don't believe the United States government can do more than threaten at this point. I think that there's probably a lot of people, even the parasites in Washington, D.C., that are starting to check their six and saying to themselves, do I really want to hang around this crocodile that's mostly parasites and tumors now? Or do I want to take whatever money I can find and run? You know, it's kind of like the Nazis in the concentration camps who put on the, the uniforms of the prisoners at the end of the war. I think a lot of people are starting to do that. I don't think, you know, number one, I don't think the president has any power. But number two, there are a number of orders right now that I think are being disobeyed. And I think silently, probably, there are governors, some governors, maybe some mayors who are saying, fuck you, go to hell. I bet it's happening, dude. The problem is you're not going to be told about that. Not in our system. You're not going to be told until pretty much the gig is up. It's why I compare it to spinning plates. I think they're trying to spin the plates as long as they can. And then the question is, till what? And that's the thing that keeps me up at night sometimes, dude. Because, yeah. because if this is the management of the collapse of an empire, it is quite literally some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It is like remodeling your home with dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your best solution then is just to get out, like you, Jim, and you have spoken of many times, and get the high ground or the safe ground, far away ground, and have your equipment and skills in place. They're not going to tell the, you, the dude. Radios. They're not going to yeah, tell no. you if you can be safe. They're not going to tell you the truth. You can interpret, like, for example, if you go to buy a mobile device, you might get one for like 50 bucks or something, and that's it. If you want to get a ham radio legally and start using it legally, it's going to cost you a lot more money, and you got to get a couple, two, three test pass to get a license. So it's obvious, even though they're not going to tell you the truth, it's obvious that they support one kind of communication and really don't want you using another kind. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you go. Walmart and they have a 60 inch flat screen for $200. You know that's subsidized. And I looked in when uh, Justin uh, put up his second channel with the, the ham radio. I looked into it for a bit and it just was very interesting. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to put the money towards it at that point. Uh, I mean, if I, someone was going to give me one, I would use the heck out of it and play with it. So it was, it was a barrier there to get like, uh, to get it going. And, it just by design, and, and think how much simpler that I would have think would be a lot simpler than a ham radio. You just have to have the brass tacks in there to run it versus a LCD smart TV with all the microchips. So yeah, it's all all learned helplessness and just there and watch Netflix. Yeah, but again, I'm of the opinion that that thing is over. But they are keeping people busy. They are keeping people subdued. Um, for the most part, it depends. I would say 2022 is a critical year for them. If the big whatever doesn't happen, then I think they've culminated technically. And that means that the U.S. government is probably going to collapse within a couple of years. The federal government. I'm, I know that's a radical prediction, but they're going to culminate um, before whatever happens, happens. 
I think I think that could happen too. And if if it is the collapse of the empire and they run out of fear juice before things really start falling apart, then yeah, we're going to have uh, several countries in the United States where there was once one pretty soon. And it doesn't mean we have to have some bloody civil war. I don't think anybody other than the stupid creeps in Washington want to go around killing people, though they'd never get their hands dirty. Most people just want to live in peace with their fucking neighbors. I think what's going to happen is the great civil war, you know, where people will sit on their hands and say, fuck you. And Washington, you know, Washington, D.C. will wither away um, without the fear, without the revenue, without the fake money. Washington, D.C. ceases to exist as an entity. People, and I'm, not, and I'm not talking about running a crypto, by the way. If you think I'm telling you to go to Bitcoin, shut the fuck up. Get physical silver, get physical gold, get to know your fucking neighbors, and start trading locally. And if it comes down to barter, do barter. But get out of their financial system. Crypto is still heavily dependent upon their deep state, high-tech system. Most of the high-tech that we have today is deep state high tech. Crypto is highly dependent upon that, highly dependent upon centralized energy generation. I can keep fucking going, okay? So when I say disconnect, I don't mean go to crypto. I just need to make that point clear, AJ. Oh, you and I uh, agree on crypto. How that's just a tulip thing or a daffodil bullshit and joke. But if I had a million dollars, I would probably, I would buy a little silver and gold and I would spend the rest on uh, generators, motors, storage tanks for gasoline. I, I do like solar. There's potential there. It just there's a lot of issues. I'd buy some more silver. I, I do have some to run the water pump. But I would buy more of that and I would resources. I would buy functional resources, uh, vehicles, or just to make me mobile, possibly move by land. Uh, of course, there's a Okay, I would buy land, I would buy concertina wire to protect my land. Uh, a lot of different things, just resources. I mean, gold and silver, but mostly resources. Mo- again, motors. I love motors. Uh, and then, of course, you and I both share a passion for engineering creatively. Uh, we don't think outside the box, we don't see the box, and do that stuff and, and prepare. And of course, learn about farming and growing food. How to do that without a bunch of gloss fake. And don't forget real books. Real books are going to have real value here pretty real soon, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I hope uh, get that library Jim has in Ohio uh, to a, a different location of his preference because I do definitely agree there's so much in print that has been taken for granted with Wikipedia and the Internet uh, that is not going to be there. And it's already a lot of bullshit anyway. The electronic side. So, yeah, print books and, re- yeah, just collecting yourself and getting prepared to transition into life without the, uh, the, the handouts, the electricity and all that, the, the, the grocery store stock. Well, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Justin about this yesterday, and as counterintuitive as this may sound, if we're lucky, and this is just the collapse of an empire and not much else, and things do kind of break down, actual engineering skills, good old-fashioned, solid engineering skills are going to become the priority again. And this sort of deep state, high-tech, pump out a bunch of garbage that lasts five minutes, that's over. 
I think. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I love welding. I'm not... Uh, I've tried to take a little bit. Uh, I couldn't pay to play with the gas. It got really expensive. But I, I just like my, my stainless steel uh, stick welding. Uh, for me, you know, it's not the prettiest stuff, but it's functional and it works. And it's just... If I were to try to sell it right now as a service, it doesn't make sense because it you can go get... Uh, something breaks that steel, you'll just go pay for gets from China for very cheaply. That's ending, though, to your point. And to have those skills is one thing. I just love taking, my wife calls it my, uh, 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 the Sid kids from Toy Story. So I'll just take different various pieces of metal. The angle grinder is my favorite tool. Chop it up, you know, grind it up, make it so it, the oxide layers off rust, and then make something outside. And I've taken things seven different creations with the same amount of steel. And I just love doing that because it's creative. I'm not uh, going out and buying anything new. And then whatever I create, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's functional. And when it does work, it's the best feeling in the world. And then you look around you. This is what I, I think about if there was to be some sort of class. And it would be, ish, it would be an issue with uh, security and guns and stuff. But all the resources that are just going to be lying around for the take uh, at the right time, not in the first two weeks, but when the dust settles, you know, if you have a good angle grinder, you can get into anything. You can, there's no lock you can't take off with an angle grinder. Right. So, uh, or a plasma torch. Uh, and I know Justin does a lot of that stuff and he's a very talented welder. I've watched many of his videos. Hope he is doing well with his work, uh, does the, the industrial things and it's very, good to see other people take a passion and pride. He takes a lot of pride in it because it is so much different than just having your Keynesian corporate bullshit paycheck and going to the Walmart and buying it. And I mean, it's just so soulless. Okay. So I'm going to ask a couple, I want to ask at least one or two more Florida questions and then we'll wrap things up. Still got a little bit more time. Yeah. yeah that's what's, what's shopping like? I mean, you said, you, you know, inflation, but do you have any specific shopping anecdotes from either grocery shopping or other kinds of shopping in Florida? Well, grocery shopping, the the prices went up about 30% just almost overnight. Oh, I don't know when, but it's maybe the last time we talked, nine months ago. And they've sort of just settled down a bit. You know, everyone knows what gas is doing. That's doing, that, that when I say settling down, it's like gas is kind of settling back down. Uh, but what hasn't settled down is the parts for stuff. So I do a little bit of handyman stuff too on the side, like different, uh, valve, swapping a valve out for someone or putting a sink in and the PVC prices, uh, at my hardware stores have gone up four or five X, uh, in the last year. And it was, and it was almost overnight where the people, like the, say I had a, a one inch, um, 45 degree angle PVC coupling used to be 70 cents at the Home Depot and now it's three dollars and, <laughs> and it's, it's plastic it's you know, it's 10 cents worth of plastic stamped out in China but it's so precise uh, back to my uh, point with how do the Iraqis get their guns because I can't make that coupling at my house it's too difficult but they can I know they can stamp them out so there's a the, the issue going on there and and then we're seeing the pixelation with the in so that that inflated price is there, in my opinion, to make people buy less of it because they don't have it. It's often the uh, clogged ports. Uh, 
joking there. So overall, it does seem the inflation settled down a bit, but the home prices went up uh, almost double down here over the last year. And people are moving here for sure, so that's affecting it. But I don't think the housing a house should be an investment, something you live in. And that was also about one to ask in the 70s when you said there was a way to control inflation. Because I've looked up the historical home prices and used to get a nice home for twenty thousand uh, dollars. But what do you think triggered all that inflation? Or you mean how, uh, how inflation? Put, it was more buying. Well, no, not specifically. Okay. Just well, overall. Well, I mean, inflation from an Austrian perspective is triggered the very first time you print a worthless fiat dollar. Like the very first dollar that is printed that has nothing backing it is technically an act of inflation. And so by the time you get to the year 2022, it's massive oceans of fake money. So from an Austrian perspective, yeah. that's where the inflation is coming from. But if you want to understand consumer pricing, here's what I think. I think they've used a lot of schemes by which they could print the money and help their friends, but the money never really ever reached the consumers. Like when they talk about trickle down, that was always bullshit. I mean, yeah, a little oh, okay. bit happened, a little bit happened, but for the most part, it was bullshit. So because of that, I think they were able to manage consumer side inflation for a long time, but actual inflation was going up ever since the beginning. The, the value of your dollar since, since a hundred years ago has gone down more than 90%. That's inflation. Um, okay. Okay. And so then the, the reason to open up China then is to mitigate that. Yes. Dump labor. it. The same. Okay. Just, I think okay, crypto, okay. dude, and when, when crypto showed up, okay, between 2009 and 2011, silver was spiking above 25 and going past $50 an ounce. And then all of a sudden, Guys like Max Kaiser and others in the alt world said, oh, you got to look at crypto, Bitcoin, this. You know, crypto is a furnace. And, and I know there are a lot of crypto people out there who want to hope for a better world and what, and that's great. But focus on things that make sense. Don't focus on stupid schemes connected to the death of the U.S. dollar. But crypto is essentially serving the same purpose as the housing bullshit and the same purpose as the fucking China bullshit. A way to hide, offload and sort of um, obviate inflation. That's what crypto does. Crypto is a furnace. The money goes in, and eventually all of it, if it doesn't get out, will be destroyed. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's just a deck of cards. When, yeah, so basically, we're, we're, we're talking about schemes to deal with inflation, but the reality is, eventually, especially when it comes to the Chinese holding treasury bonds, eventually they can sell them. And once that starts happening, it's inevitable that the value of those bonds will go down. It's inevitable that the relative value of the dollar vis-a-vis -vis other currencies will go down. Honestly, dude, it's like I've been telling people since last summer, you know, I had this podcast called the One Week Crack Up Bash. I think they're trying to keep this rinky-dink bullshit going until the last fucking minute. That is why Jay Powell is scared. That is why you have the Florida's kind of open, but everyone else, everyone else is mostly closed. They're trying to keep the shit going, dude. And the problem with inflation is that that is one of those things that they could easily lose control of. And once they lose control of inflation, just like having stormtroopers bust down people's doors, the, the gig, the jig is up. Okay. The psyop is over. So they're going to do what they can do to offload inflation till the bitter end. I just think they're running out of, holes to bury money.
Um, yeah, that's that, what I would say. That clears it up for me. I know this has been very helpful to because I've had these questions for a while. Uh, when you'll talk about different things, I want to jump in the podcast and say, "Well, wait, I don't like. Can, I, can you clarify this?" Thank you. That's helpful. What's the weather like in Florida the last you know year or so? I mean, uh, I, you know, since I talked to you last. Oh, it's. I mean, today's beautiful. It's seventy-five and sunny right now. Uh, it okay. I don't know if we have time for this, but speaking of the weather, I have. I work. I'm, I'm outside. I just like being outside. I always have, and especially in Florida, it's nice. Cause it's pretty much year-round. Uh, it can be, and I have noticed a correlation between the spray in the skies and my own energy levels and coughing. And when when they spray the heck out of the sky and have the horizontal lines like a checkerboard, within two days, I will just be a little depleted. Uh, that's when I've had my... Like, I've probably been sick three times this year. So it's not to say that I think the monkey herpes is real. I don't. I, we, we talked about that earlier. But... I do think they're doing something, whether it's in the air or in the water or the adrenal fatigue, all the above possibly, that is affecting people. And I would just, I don't want to put ideas in people's heads. And I know there's the placebo effect, nocebo effect, all that. But gosh darn it, Dan, I have noticed a correlation since this monkey herpes of them spraying, spraying a lot, not a little spraying, but when, when they just turn it on, dump, dump, dump for a couple days straight and then I follow up with, I'm just wanting to be a vegetable in the, in the bed doing absolutely nothing. And lately it's been great. I, I feel wonderful right now. Uh, but in de- early December, they sprayed. And in late December, I felt uh, down. And oh, how that correlates with the holidays and the spread of Corona. Uh, wink, wink. So I don't know your thoughts on that, but it would be a real easy way to manipulate people to dump stuff. It's like food poisoning in a restaurant. If you go to a restaurant... And everyone gets food poisoning. Well, certain people have different immune systems, so they might not succumb to the food poison right away. But not everyone in the restaurant, the family eating their bad fish, gave each other whatever illness they have. It was they succumbed at different times. So Jenny got sick first, and Jenny gave me the illness. No, you guys all ate bad fish. You guys all breathe bad air. And I'm, that's my best uh, offering because I don't even think you can catch stuff from other people. I'm, I've looked at germ theory and all that, and that's a whole nother podcast, but I, I, I think it's all bullshit. And I think you get sick from uh, toxins, you know, like glossophate and fertilizers. And I know that because I've gotten chemical burns from someone that sprayed their lawn and I went and cut their tree and I had my tools on the ground and I got the branches on me and all that. And I broke out in a rash. Well, that was, no one gave me that. It was, for, it was an allergic reaction or whatever from the toxin. So I, I think they are, are poisoning us. You know, if they give the Indian smallpox, if that was true, why couldn't they deliver something to us? Well, and again, I don't really know what they're doing for certain, but this is what I will say. If they are geoengineering, that's bad because nobody's so smart that they could, they could manage the climate of the earth. And if they are geoengineering and they're the government, Typically, what the government will do when they do something stupid is do more of it. True or false? Oh, true. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we produced too much debt in 2008, so what should we do? Produce more fucking debt. So, yeah, if they are geoengineering, knowing how stupid the fucking government is, 
I have no doubt that there's an idiot at the table who says, well, you know, a little didn't work, but a lot will. And the problem is this. We are not evolved to breathe in heavy metals and, um, you know, aluminum oxide and all the other gumbus they're dropping from the sky. We didn't evolve for that. So even if we could eventually get used to it, we're not going to evolve fast enough to breathe in barium and aluminum oxide and microplastics and all the other shit they're dumping. So the reality is you'll reach a point, a threshold, where certain at-risk members of the population will get toxic, toxic exposure. And the thing about toxic exposure, it can often look a lot like an infection. It can really interesting what you just said because they were spraying a lot more before the COVID and I didn't I mean I would get sick like twice twice a year like you, like you said people always got sick I say this people all the time people always got sick gee so but I have gotten a little maybe like 1.5 times more this past year but and I did notice that correlation where I didn't notice before, but what would it Maybe there was nothing in there before, and they were just getting people used to the clouds. I don't know. But what you said that really sparked something in me right there was this past year, they have not sprayed as much, but when they do spray, they spray like crazy. And then that's when not just me, but other people around me get the, you know, feeling down. I'll just say that. Yeah. So because your, your immune system or whatever might uh, respond to it over time and adapt or whatever. But if you just dump it all in you at once, then it could give you that coat you know, appears to be COVID and people spreading stuff and helps the, the psyop. So that was good, Dan. I and, I, and I gotta it say, to I've lived in three places in the last 10 years. I've lived in Indianapolis, Seattle, and Utah. And I have seen the spraying everywhere. It was in Vegas. Of course, people I met there mocked me. That's why I didn't bring it up. Did I spend a lot of time mocking the stupid motherfuckers in Vegas last summer that were wearing coffee filters in 100-degree weather? No, because I don't want to get into a fight with crazy. That, that That's as crazy as, you know, crazy is bad, but thinking you want to have an argument or a debate with crazy is even fucking crazier. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah, you well, don't argue with the crazy person on the bus, especially if the, the clock isn't even right. Dude, and it's everywhere. The crazy is everywhere. It's why the mass formation psychosis is so much bullshit. This crazy is in towns where people would know each other, in towns where people would greet each other. This crazy went to the most socially active and least socially active. I listened to all the nonsense about it, all the fucking victim blaming. The reality is this is a psyop. It's multiple psyops, yeah. but this is a psyop, and we don't really know why yet. That and and we're pretty much out of time, probably. But before we go, do you have any final thoughts? No, I agree with you. It's we're, we're speculating here, and we're trying to. What I've gained from your work is having my head on a swivel, or WD forty up a little bit more than it was before, because it. We don't know. Nobody knows. And you said the other day you had 10 things on your hand you could believe in from the narrative. I don't think I'll maybe two things for me from you know the mainstream that I think are right. So I agree with you that we need to just be prepared, food, water, shelter. And it's nice that, but in addition to that, it's nice to have the community and the communication, which you're fighting through with your GoDaddy bullshit and the, the YouTube ban you and all that. And I appreciate you not giving up because your voice does matter. 
Well, I appreciate you too, dude. A lot of people, like I said, there are a number of podcasts in the archives at planetarystatusreport.com slash mp3. And it's not that hard to find. Search for capital AJ, search for capital A dot, capital J dot, search for Florida. And in 2019, 2020, and I believe 2021, you'll find some podcasts that AJ and I've done with each other. And I'll also say this. Many of our podcasts focus on practical solutions to the, to the things that are coming. Like we started talking about this in when? 2019, before the monkey uh-huh. herpes hit, correct? Correct. Yep. <laughs> we didn't know it was going to be the monkey herpes. I think we kind of hoped. No. I was hoping it was just going to be the screw belief, right? We would all just get yeah. really, really, really terribly financially fucked. And that's, you know, that's already happened. Um, that's done. That's baked into the cake. But my God, it looks worse now, given that they don't give up the fucking lie. And I know this mass formation psychosis makes people feel better. But at any fucking moment, these motherfuckers who have parties without their masks on, so clearly they're not consumed by the mass formation psychosis. At any fucking moment, these motherfuckers could turn it off just like they turned it on. And for those motherfuckers out there who thought you lived in a free country in 2019, Free countries do not have on-off switches, do they, AJ? No, no. And they've definitely demonstrated they have that switch. And, yeah. But I, I some people are I, not going to come out and say it, but in their, like, a dog sense, they're sensing, oh, fuck, this is this is all bullshit. And the chickens are coming to roost. But uh, I thought I wanted to share an anecdote with uh, the listeners. Dan called me in January of 2020, late January 2020, I believe, when Kobe Bryant uh, allegedly died in the helicopter crash. And this is before, like, COVID was on, like, Zero Hedge stuff, maybe a little CNN, but no, there was no mask or anything. It was way before any it had hit here as far as something to be, it was like a bullet at that point. Are you talking about how I might have tricked the Twitter algorithm? And you said that Kobe Bryant's helicopter pilot had COVID. (laughs) That was... Oh, but the Twitter the algorithm, pro- it was, it was, it was actually going viral. And, and it was like, it was kind of scared me a little because I was fucking around. But looking back, dude, I think they had the algorithms ready to go to push any COVID narrative. Looking back, my explanation for how yeah. I went from mm-hmm. one like to a 2,020 minutes is really quite simple. They had the algos in yeah. place long before the monkey herpes to push the monkey herpes. Interesting takeaway because that yeah, COVID wasn't a, it wasn't a, it was like SARS or something back there. Zika. It wasn't. We didn't think it was going to turn into what it did. At least I did, uh, and no one was predicting that. Is so for your foresight or your intuition to make that joke. Looking back, it was funny at the time. It's still funny to me because you have to laugh at some point. Well, yeah. well, Twitter accounts lost because. Yeah. In the last, you know, 10 years or really nine years, no, 10 years now, since I went on Twitter because people thought it would help me with my grieving around my sister, um, and it turned out to be the worst, one of the worst decisions of my life. Here's what I'll say about that, though, is that I've had many accounts. Um, some I deleted. Most were deleted for me. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, just. The selective efficiency they give to certain groups. I mean, I, I try to run my business ads on Facebook and Google, and I just get uh, a lot of issues and a lot of spam. 
that other people will say it works. I don't know if it does, but and yeah, what were you going to say? No, I just wanted to say I really appreciate you, and I think that um, this has been a really good update. People who have listened to my podcast want to know, hey, what's up with AJ? And now they get to know. I, I always enjoy speaking with you and enjoy listening to your solo podcast and those with the other people like Seattle Mike and Jim down the Ozarks. And I want to do I want yeah, everything okay in Utah? I mean, as far as eh, I mean, know, I, I, I this has been, here's what I'll say. If you suffer from depression and I'm honest about it, I do, I have my whole life. If you suffer from depression, it doesn't matter where you are. You'll, you'll get depressed, especially if it gets severe and I manage it. And it's my problem, not anyone else's. I'd have to say that my time in Utah has been one of the most peaceful times in my life in recent memory, going back to probably the best years of my marriage and maybe even before I got married. It has been peaceful. Um, I have been pretty much surrounded by people who are not out to grift each other or grift me or take advantage of me and I don't want to take advantage of them. It's amongst people who we don't all, we don't all agree on everything. But generally speaking, the people that I um, rent this room from are people that believe that people have a right to their freedom and their dignity and to be left the fuck alone. So it's actually been one of the most peaceful times in my life. You know, we've been going up and cutting firewood when we're able. The snows kind of lock things out. And going up into those mountains has been like a release of pain. And also, it's allowed me to compare some of the stuff that like Dane Wigington says. Like he'll say, oh, no trees are growing and this and that. And it's like, well, I mean, we're seeing trees growing and we're seeing evidence of life where he says it shouldn't exist. Because believe me, we do get sprayed, but those mountains get a lot of intense sunlight. So all I can say is it's been peaceful. It's been refreshing. It's been revealing. Um, I, I think maybe the simplest explanation is because people are kind of your source of trouble and crazy, being in a place with fewer people will just generally be more peaceful at this point. Fewer people more peaceful at this point because a lot of people no matter how social they were prior to the monkey herpes dude a lot of churches a lot of people have been captured by a wicked lie and there's just simply fewer people and fewer liars here so it's been very peaceful that's great to hear and you deserve that and just to share one last quick story i i for the listeners is when you were in seattle with uh you know, Antifa things going on and just being that, like you said, surrounded by a bunch of people that are not helpful to what you're trying to accomplish in life. Uh, I, I was praying that you would get out of Seattle somehow and I was visualizing Jim come because Jim's always mobiling around somewhere in America. I was going to pick you up in a pickup truck during the back and probably two years before that, because I, I was really into welding, I still am, I don't do it as much, uh, but I was really into it two years ago, and I discovered Justin's channel, and it's a, I don't know if you want me to say it or not, but it's a fairly large channel. It is. And this is, yeah, and it is before I, uh, this was about at the same time I had discovered you. Uh, but they were just sort of in different channels. Here's this welding channel that I could go to, I enjoy the guy's content, he's very knowledgeable, he's very skillful, and he's helping me. And then there's Dan, same thing, but different different ways of helpfulness. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing Justin commenting on your uh, page, uh, the, the the commander page, uh, about a, about a year 
what, a year ago or so, maybe a little more. And I'm like, oh, I know that. I, that's that's my welding guy. What he's on, oh, he's here in his big channel. And now that, that that then from there for you to end up, you know, you guys court getting together and going on your firewood hunt. That one uh, the one minute video of you guys going out hunting for firewood is just amazing. And for that all, to have all turned out. Uh, was definitely an answer to my prayers that you got to a place where you deserve. So I'm glad to hear you're taking the best of Utah and enjoying it. It's great here. And again, this isn't really, I mean, there are Mormons where we live here, but a lot of the people here just tend to have that rancher farmer mentality and they're just generally good people. And I'm sure, listen, most of them are just as confused as people everywhere by what they're being told. And I pray people are able to get beyond the lies, but I think we're at the point now, dude, and this is the real truth of sudden death overtime. If people haven't begun to go through their Kubler-Ross grieving stages, they're not going to have enough time. It's going to be very painful. No. No, it took you know, a while, and there's all that anger that comes up that go through your Alex Jones phase. Yeah, so it, it takes a while. I finally feel like I've chilled out and not let things bother me. I mean, will, like the Christian thing, at the... Uh, the face mask for coaching at the church, the upward thing. But I got through it pretty quickly. And I wouldn't have, though, three years ago, I would have thrown a temper tantrum on the, on the, on the church floor, basketball floor. So, it, But it also is helpful, though, that we've had this time to share the experience with each other and your voice and all that. Again, I can't say enough how helpful that's been. So thank you for, for the last time on this podcast. Well, thank you, AJ. And for all the listeners out there, I appreciate your time. If you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, the people that you love, if you've gotten yourself enough food for about a year and you're in a safe place and you still have money left over after hookers and cocaine and you want to donate a little bit, <laughs> a little bit to this podcast. How the hell go? If you want to donate a little bit, a little bit, and if you've already donated, you don't need to donate again. But if you want to donate and you don't have to, There'll be a donation link for PayPal. I don't currently take crypto because I think crypto's bullshit. And frankly, at some point, I think PayPal will stop working for me. But if you want to donate, you can donate to the PayPal link. Um, any amount is great, including zero. And for you, AJ, please have a great rest of your Sunday with your family. And for everyone else out there, be at peace and pray for peace. And remember... That no matter how powerful people think they are, God rules. I very well said. Thank you, Dan. Thank you.